today we are excited to introduce Lauren, a remarkable individual who has recently scored a TEDx talk. Lauren is not only a talented speaker, but also the author of the insightful book, Go With Your Gut, and the host of a podcast by the same name, Go With Your Gut. Join us as we explore her journey and insights into trusting your instincts and personal growth. Hello, Lauren. How are you today? I am doing fabulous. I love that answer. All right. You want to dive in? Let's do it. Okay. The first question is, what is your biggest dream or aspiration? Biggest dream and aspiration would be to reach, I'd say, about 2 million people in helping them shift perspective and be able to change their mindset, but learn how to do it on their own because we make it such a task when it doesn't have to be a big task. It just has to be a daily practice. Absolutely. So how are you doing that right now? How are you getting to those 2 million people? Well, hopefully my TEDx talk here will be live and I am currently getting ready to launch a daily during the week um, social media campaign of little quick video snippets and the tips and tricks and what I am doing on a daily basis because it is a daily thing as well as you can read my lovely book <laughs> lovely I call myself lovely or you can listen to my own podcast which is both are go with your gut very nice. The, your book is titled Go With Your Gut as well. The book is Go With Your Gut and then keep going. The podcast is just Go With Your Gut. Very nice. Love it. All right. So the next question I have for you is what makes you feel grateful and full of joy today? Today, because I get to use my own time and I get to create. I get to I get to do what I love to do. I get to be in that zone, which doesn't honestly happen as much as I want to every day. So today I get to just be me. I get to have fun, but I also get to schedule my own time and I get to do things in the order that I need them instead of when somebody else is telling me that I need to do them. Yeah. So if you had one word to describe how amazing that feels or the feeling behind it, what would it be? The first word that came to mind, honestly, was freedom. But I got to say, it's equally nervousness. Mm -hmm. Excitement, nervousness. Yeah. Because as much as it's great to have that freedom, it's also that nervousness for that accountability piece because I still have to get things done. I still have to be responsible for the all the things in my life, which is a lot. <laughs> yes, I hear you there. <laughs> How many kids do you have, Lauren? I have two boys. They are pretty decently small right now. My oldest one is about ready to turn six, and then I have a four and a half year old. Yep. So full-time job right there. Yep. <laughs> I can totally understand that. Um, so freedom, right? Like I, this is one of my theory is that everyone, everyone desires freedom, like whatever that means to them, 
it, everyone desires freedom. And I had a talk with a friend one time and we were talking about, she's like, well, what do you want? And I was like, I want freedom. She's like, well, don't you already have it? And I was like, well, actually I kind of do. I can go pick up my kids from school. I can do the things that my parents might not have been able to do for me. And I do, I make my own schedule. That is absolute freedom. Now, next on the list is financial freedom, right? Like to be able to have the the resources to be able to help as many, you know, help the 2 million people, right? Get out to them a little bit more. So yes, I love that answer. Freedom, I feel like is what everyone is striving for. Yes. And I think you phrased that perfectly is that it, it does look different for everybody. So it doesn't have to have that one just definition. It depends on who you are and what you want. Yeah. And enjoying the path to get there right? It's, just, it's not like freedom is one of those things. It's like, okay, I feel free now and I'm done. <laughs> you know, that's actually a place where I'll admit that I struggle a lot. I am very much a destination person. And it's one of the things that I'm not a huge fan of about myself because I'm always like, let's get here. Let's get here. Let's get here. And then I'm, I'm so caught up in the moment sometimes that I don't enjoy that journey when I, that's a big thing that I'm trying to learn right now. And I feel like honestly, the world's trying to teach me is chill out and enjoy the journey because what's going to happen when you get to the destination, you're going to keep going, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's like vacation, right? What's exciting? Packing is exciting. So if you're packing and you're like, okay, I'm going to be able to wear this, this day and be able to do this and I'm going to be able to do this. And so the packing is fun. You know, it's the excitement. And then once you get there, it's like, okay, now we're rolling. Now we keep going. And it's just like you said, to be able to sit there in the moment, time goes by a lot less fast too, if you actually sit in the moment and in such a good way, not a bad, like, oh, I'm bored kind of way. Because I don't know about you at 41 years old, I don't get bored. Like you, it, there's no, there's no way in my life that in the last probably 10 years that I've said I'm bored. No, because if I'm, if I'm bored, it is because honestly, I'm now bored with what I'm doing. I don't have time. My brain does not get bored. It becomes, I'm bored with where I'm at and what I'm doing. And that is a huge sign for me that it is time to pivot, time to do something else. Yep, exactly. So you don't let yourself sit in that moment very long. All right, on to the next thing. Yep, I love it. All right, next question is, what are the most significant lessons you've learned throughout your life and how have they shaped you as a person? There's probably two that really stand out. The first one is I have always been a huge, huge people pleaser. And that means I drop everything for everybody. Whatever I'm doing, whether I need to finish it or not, I would drop whatever I was doing and go do whatever they needed me to do. And then it made me mad at myself. So when I, and it's a really hard shift to stop, not to stop being that people pleaser. And that doesn't mean that you stop doing things for people. It means you enforce boundaries and those boundaries are really hard. And piece that I had to work with the most is being okay when people weren't okay with that, because it's going to take learning to say no. And it's going to take saying not yet, or that's not for me. 
And all those things are okay. But I want, I always used to want people to like me. I wanted people to like what I was doing, um, like who I was. And it was really, really hard to wrap my head around not needing people to like what I was doing. And I've always needed that constant affirmation. And there's a lot of people that aren't going to give that to me. And so that has very much shaped who I have become. And it's one of the biggest things that I like to talk about because I meet so many people who also have that same issue. And the way to work on that is different for everybody, but it's never a curable thing. It's always a work in progress. And there are some days when I just drop everything and I still go do what I needed to do or what somebody else wants me to do. But that just means a shift in my day. And I figure out where I need to do what I need to do for me. And sometimes that means taking myself out of a situation and leaving. Sometimes that means saying, no, I can't do this or um, I'm not doing it right now. And people are not always happy with that answer, but I would rather them be not happy with that answer now than deal with the person that I don't want to be later because I didn't do that. So um, recovering people pleaser is one, one big thing. And the other thing is probably learning to embrace my weirdness because I, I used to be the person who I kind of goes with the people pleaser a little bit, but I think very differently from a lot of people. And I am highly emotional, which I have learned to manage, but I'm also pretty rough around the edges. So honest. Is that what? Well, that too, but I am very direct. I, a good colorful word every once in a while for emphasis definitely happens. It's also like letting those opinions come out or being okay with being outspoken, being okay with being, with being emotional, being okay with being a lot because I'm, I am a lot sometimes and sometimes I'm not. And I'm great with all of that because sometimes it's what gets the dang point across. And I'm like, how many times do I need to tell you? It, it took me being a lot for you to get what I'm trying to tell you. So learning to embrace the quirks, whether it be a good thing, in my opinion, a something I'm trying to work on a little bit and embracing all of those things because they're all parts of me. And I didn't used to do that. I used to suppress and hide all of those things because it didn't used to be okay being all of those things. And I used to be like, okay, what the heck is wrong with me? Why am I like this? And I wanted to suppress it. So I did suppress it. And I tell you what, being able to let those things shine, being able to use them to say, it's okay for 
you to let whatever it is out about yourself because since I have learned to do that, I have enjoyed being myself because I'm not trying to suppress it anymore. I'm not trying to be who I'm not. And I have gained the tribes and the support systems that actually support me instead of being like, well, I got these people, but that doesn't really work because they don't really care because they don't get it. So those are the, the two biggest things is not being a people pleaser, but being a recovering people pleaser and letting all of my weirdness flow. Right. Which, I mean, they both sound a little bit more like freedom to me, right? Like those are just two different steps. You know, telling someone no is very freeing, right? In the moment, it might not be because they're like, oh, well, Lauren's not supporting me. She's not doing what I ask her to do, you know, but at the same time, it's like being able to say no. It's like you feel a little bit freer after that moment because you're not tied down to something. And then, of course, your second point is like, that's definite freedom. That's why I feel like everybody loves the word freedom and just can get closer and closer to to that spot. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Cool. All right. So what inspires you and motivates you to keep going even when faced with challenges? So something I've learned about myself and is it's kind of how I've learned to just, well, honestly, keep going is there's pieces of me and pieces of the way that my brain works that I get obsessed with things sometimes. And when I find that it is when two qualities come out and it is the obsessed piece, but also the passion piece and they kind of connect each other and I can't get it the heck out of my head. And there's a lot of times where I'm trying to do something. I'm like, I don't know how to do this. I don't know what I'm doing. And honestly, I don't know how it's going to happen. And it gets really frustrating because I'm like, I want answers. I want to move forward with this. Honestly, it is that little obsession piece. And that when it attaches to that passion that says, no, keep going. And the finishing piece of that is, I know that there are so many people that feel trapped, feel hung up, feel um, I don't know, insert whatever you want to insert there that don't feel comfortable stepping out and talking about all the things that I love to talk about, all the experiences that I had, um, that I have to this day, honestly, and knowing that it has very much been a calling of get out of your comfort zone. I didn't give you these experiences for a reason. For nothing. That's what I meant. Um, and all of those things come together to say, Lauren, it's not about you. Use what I gave you and do something with it because all of these, all of those personality traits, all of the passions, all of the things that I've learned all come together and say, no, keep going. And every single time that I have gotten frustrated and just try to put it down, it comes back. And I'm like, okay. And there have been so many times that I have been screaming in my car with tears running down my face saying, like, what is next? What do I do? Because I can't get the stuff out of my head. Where do I go? And 
that's honestly what keeps me going and it motivates me to, okay, if I'm feeling like this, I'm not the only one that feels like this. I've got all the things in my head that I need to say, so let's do it. And then when I get that piece out, however I need to get it out, or honestly, however it decides to come out of me at that time, I get the feedback of you don't know what you're, not in the bad way, you don't know what you're doing, but a, like, you don't realize the impact you're making kind of way. And then I get shivers and I'm like, all right, okay, let me figure out how to make happen what's next. Yeah, it's, it's a very overwhelming feeling, honestly, that I just have to work through. Yeah. And I think a lot of, I mean, I definitely put you and I in the same category of just like overachievers, right? Like we have a message that we were sent here to put out into the world. And just like you said, you have a podcast as well. And it's like, we, and we all bring something different. Like you, you think, you think you're weird. I think everyone thinks they're weird. I'm weird. I think that I have thoughts that nobody else would ever think like this, you know? And it's like, uh, is that really true? Right. There's, there's just so many people that, you know, when you can show people your authentic, true self, I mean, that is the, I mean, that's another part of freedom, right? I have zero qualms with telling anybody about the stupid decisions that I've made and the things that I've done that have shaped who I am today. And whether, you know, whether it stemmed from my childhood or actually I know everything stems from your childhood, right? So all those, all those crazy feelings that we have, have, have come from somewhere. And a lot of people have them. I mean, nobody had a perfect childhood. And so we all have things that we worry about. And like, you know, one of the top human fears, right? Is that we're not going to be loved and we're not enough for who we authentically truly are. And so whenever you're able to put that out into the world, that is just another step to freedom. Yep. And Actually, I'm excited. I this week I am with another co-host launching a podcast called Misfits Managed just to bring that community together. Yeah. That's awesome. I love it. Always launching something, aren't we? <laughs> All right. So the next question is is what do you hope to leave behind in the world as your legacy? I want to leave behind that it's okay to be you and you don't fit in a box. And I want everybody to learn to embrace that and understand what it feels like, be able to honestly be themselves and think for themselves because I mean, again, freedom, right? And understand when it's somebody putting ideas in your head or somebody saying, this is what you should do. This is who you should be and say, okay, well, no, because a lot of people have a lot of ideas of who we all should be, what we should do. And some of it is I've learned people projecting their own insecurities on us. And when you can learn to, um, filter that when you gain that confidence to really just let yourself be you you stand strong in that it becomes a lot easier to shift that perspective and really say okay you know i i see what you're saying maybe you even see why they're saying it but it gives you a lot of clarity as to yeah that's not really me and 
I'm not going there. But then you can also, you can mold things to how they need to work for you. And I want people to see that they can do that with everything. So I'm going to change the question just a tiny bit for you. <laughs> All right. So what would people say about Lauren at your funeral? Oh, um, or what do you want them to say? I, I would be happy if people would say she was, she was terrified and she did it anyway, and she didn't leave anything on the table. I don't want to be that person who is, you know, sitting on my deathbed and, you know, talking to my, um, my grandkids and, you know, whatever other generations come and say, you know, I, I wish I would have done this. I wish I would have done this. I wish I would have said this. And you can't, you can't go back and redo it. So I, I want people to know and say and see that I was terrified to do a lot of things. I had to swallow my ego. I have to swallow my insecurities and everything that comes with it and say, you know, she lived how she wanted to. She did it for herself and other people. And she didn't let fear stop her from doing what she wanted to do because that's what it's all about. Yeah. And I love that you say for yourself first, right? The old people pleaser Lauren would have said, I will do everything for everybody else. Oh, and myself. <laughs> I mean, we're not any good to anyone if we're not at a hundred percent, right? No. And I, I think that's a huge concept to get because we always put ourselves on the bottom of the list and it's always, um, you know, I got to take care of my family first. Yes, I do. But I, I can't take care of my family if I'm completely in overwhelm mode and completely on drained mode from everything and from not taking care of myself. Now, again, this means something different for everybody. Maybe, maybe it means a day at the spa. Maybe it means um, going out for a run. Maybe it means um, an hour to yourself to sit and quiet and read or whatever it means for you taking a week vacation, but you got to do what recharges you, but you have to find a way to fit it in that is not once a year, right? And I think that's the kicker that a lot of people don't understand. You got to take care of yourself in some small way on a daily basis. Right. Well, I think that's such a great point is like it, success or whatever your word is, whatever you want to call it, it is not one thing. It is doing something over and over and over again to get there. And it, I mean, it is exhausting some days, right? And especially with kids and a family and everything that is in, in, into that, it's like, it can be so exhausting. And if you don't take that time, that self-care time, it, you're, it, you'll not be able to do the other things that you need to do even for them or for yourself to just be stable, to be, just be somewhat in balance. Yep. And, you know, yeah, all, all those things are an individual thing. There's a lot of different people trying to tell you how to do all of those things or what you need, and they can give you as many 
um, self-care or taking care of yourself suggestions as they want. But it's ultimately up to each one of us to decide what that looks like because, yeah, I need some quiet time. I got to have some decompressed time for myself. But, I mean, my reach charge time is also in creation mode. Yeah. Oh, getting excited about something. Sitting in that uncomfortable growth. <laughs> All right. So last question that I have, but I might ask you more. Just You just never know what might happen. So what is one action you take every day to get closer to your dreams? Every day, I take quiet time for myself. Most of the time, that is me getting up early in the morning and just having some time in my head before all chaos ensues in the morning. Some mornings, it's not that. Sometimes I got to squeeze that in somewhere else. Sometimes it means going and sitting in my car for 20 minutes somewhere in complete silence. I was laughing with somebody the other day because I was telling him I drive in silence sometimes where I'm going because that's where I file all the different tabs in my brain and it was hysterical because I got to where I was going, I parked and I typed up a text and I'm like, okay, I need, I need you to give me some sort of answer for these things. And it really was like a list. And I was like, I told you I drive in silence. This is why, because I have to have some time to file everything and organize what I'm doing because otherwise my head is a scattered jumbled mess and I can't put two and two together. I can't, I can't do simple math in my head if I don't file those things away and then nothing gets done. Yeah. So whenever you are driving in silence, do you have like something you can take notes, like say something out loud to record on your phone or do something to get it out of your head? Or are you that good at organizing all the stuff in your head and putting all those tabs away? Because I need to get it out. Like that's how that's how I operate. Well, so depending on if if I'm on the highway, it is a voice memo because let's face it, I highway not good for that, right? Um, I created heh, a planner because why wouldn't I? Um, I haven't found one that works for me. And so if I'm at a stoplight, you better believe that this is out because I'm like, let me write down the note. Let me write down the thought. Um, it, it might just be a screenshot. It is whatever I can do at that time to say, I need to remember this however I need to. And then that way, at least it's recorded. And if, cause when I'm driving, it is all trying to flood out. And honestly, that's a lot of times when I have my like, Oh, I need to do this or I need to schedule this. And so I've got my notes, my top three things, and then all the other tiny little, whatever I need to get done. That is always out. I carry it around my house. I have it on the console in my car, everywhere, because otherwise it gets lost. We have a lot in common. I've created a planner. I haven't printed it though. You've gotten farther with me on that. But I actually, every year about this time, I'm like, I need a planner. And then I start searching for hours for planners that I, and I have to have time slots and I have to have this, I have to have that. So I just ordered a custom one because I haven't gotten mine printed yet. You know, limiting beliefs, holding us back. 
And it's like, I ordered one from Plum Paper that is like, I could put exactly what I wanted, where I wanted it. And so we'll see how that goes for a few months of the year. I think I ordered it for six months because I really want to get mine printed and it might make me, you know, take the next step on that. So, um, okay. So I'm super, super excited to see your TED talk. Do you have a title that you can share with us or not yet? Um, I will say I gave them two titles. I don't know which one they used. It is either uh, go with your gut because that is obviously my theme. What I um, developed the talk around was opportunity everywhere. Oh, I love that. It is something that I am still learning. I've really found that if we can keep our eyes open and keep our minds open to what's around us and what's coming to us, there really is. There is opportunity everywhere if you're willing to see it. Absolutely. I love that. And I love the fact that we're ending this podcast on that note, because that's something that I haven't heard people talk a lot about, especially I've watched plenty of TED Talks because you know that that's like one of my ultimate dreams as well is to have a TED Talk. So I'm so, so proud of you. And I cannot wait to see you on that stage. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. And thank you so much for coming on this podcast today. And you have anything else that you want to share? You know, the biggest thing that I would share is you can honestly do whatever it is that you can't get out of your head, whatever you put your mind to, the world will come at you when you start getting in the right path, but you'll figure out whatever you need to do. You just have to believe that you can do it and then keep going. Love that. Keep going. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much, Lauren. Thank you.